Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Yo, your struggle when I met you, you was like, you was in between like an at-risk youth and an at-risk adult. You know what I mean? <laughs> you was like a you was like a homeless daywalker. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dog, I think I saw you one time eat a cigarette at an open at an open All right. Night, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. It was menthol. He was doing it for the taste. And the calories. <laughs> he ate the tip. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bang, 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 skeet, 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 whoop, there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. The podcast where we dive deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that Zoe Saldana is the greatest blackface artist of all time. (laughs) Name an instance. Name a single instance of blackface that has brought the world more universal joy than Zoe Saldana and blackface. I dare you. Anybody. (laughs) Volunteering. That lady has brought us hours and hours of laughs and memes, and we should be thanking her for putting that blackface on, not shaming her. She's a she's a hero in my book. She's a a goddamn goddess. I'm Langston Kerman. I'm confused. <laughs> you don't remember when Zoe put on blackface? 
No, I don't know what you're talking about at all. Zoe Saldana. Oh, I love that you don't know this. Zoe Saldana at one point was cast to play Nina Simone in the biopic. Uh, biopic? It's not. It's how it, not how I first pronounced it for sure. Uh, <laughs> either way, Zoe Saldana was Nina Simone. They shot the whole motherfucker. I think it's available. I'm not 100 percent sure if Whoa. they ever released it. But look up Zoe Saldana blackface, and you will be. Stunned to see her the same color as you and dead serious about it. Oh no, I see. I Googled it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Zoe! Yo, Nina would be so upset. Oh, she'd be serious. woman who spent her entire career just trying to be proud of her beautiful black skin and be appreciated for for the gifts she was bringing to the black community is then being mocked <laughs> by <laughs> a woman who has exclusively fucked white men on camera almost I, purely I, I would say in life as well you know what's crazy to me is i didn't know i didn't i thought this was against the rules this is blackface inception Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't. Even... That's that deep black. That's yeah. That's who's the, watching uh... the Watchmen? I don't like it because <laughs> this precedent means now rappers can do it. I this is bad. Yeah, this is so so bad. Yeah, it's like when you think you're about to have a chocolate cake, but it's a uh, butterscotch on the inside, and you're like, "What the fuck?" But then what? there's more chocolate on the inside. So hating chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's just chocolate being like, Ugh, "I wish I was. I was." Butterscotch too. Oh, I hate you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, I'm, Zoe. I I bet you it was pretty good. Play. She seems like she would be a bad Nina Simone. That's is also that what's stunning about the choice is it's not like they picked the best singer or like the most talented personality. It, uh, it was truly like, nah, we just, we like her. We're going to do that. I feel like to be, play Nina Simone, you, someone has to have called you nigger with a hard R. <laughs> Does that, is that, that's like, I know that sounds, that sounds crazy, but you know what I mean? No, I think that's a hundred percent true. It has to like, be a really, <laughs> it has to be really earned. Like you have to know how hot fish grease gets yeah this is this is maybe as close to asking me to play like jaimin hansu you know what i mean like this is <laughs> would you blackface for a role would i blackface for a role if they were like hey langston the terry cruz biopic is coming out oh i would 100 blackface for the terry cruz bio biopic that's that's a good point that's that one are you kidding hard. me that's the that would truly I would retire off of the Terry Crews biopic. <laughs> Me and blackface popping my titties. Come on, bro. Dancing. That you telling me that's not the funniest movie to ever exist? Yeah, I would really like it. That would, would be really like so it. fucking good. I I'd 100% do that. I guess what we found is that I like light skin blackface. Yeah, I think I think honestly, if you want to be a pioneer, you'll do some light skin face and see. I don't think it works that way. Come on, brother, we can paint then you I just light. Look, nope, <laughs> then I just look Panamanian. It doesn't like you can't you can't reverse engineer it. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> heavy D, Heavy D's got a whole career that hasn't been Whoa! documented yet. <laughs> <laughs> Overweight lovers in the house. <laughs> you telling me you wouldn't play heavy D? I would do it. I would do it so I would I would pay them. I would be like, 
I'll be like, <laughs> Lee Daniels, you got to put me in this. <laughs> Lee Daniels, please, man. I, mean, I ain't never asked you for nothing, Lee Daniels. Damn, come on. <laughs> and Lee's like, damn, you don't, you don't ask me for nothing, man. Come on. And then bro. I just start doing, now that we found love, what are we going to do? Man, that would be amazing. Come on, man. He was wearing like, that guy was, he was fat and wearing like green leather. Do you know he how much gorgeous. of a he was, pioneer that is? He was fucking gorgeous and, and so proud to be fat. That was and cool. And like, he was never sweaty, which is how you know it was Hollywood magic. Yeah, like, no. Nah, <laughs> I'm sweating in this hot ass hat right now. I got a fan over me. <laughs> he had Ziploc bags of ice just taped to his skin. <laughs> Just under his shirt. <laughs> it was like <laughs> he wasn't even secretly. He wasn't even that heavy. It was just all that ice. It was all the ice to cool him down because he never, not one time, you never saw that guy. Like, cause you know how other fact, like, there's pictures where they caught big out of pocket and he's like sweaty as hell. Yeah, right. There's right. no heavy sweaty D. Nah. Sweaty heavy. <laughs> sweaty heavy sweaty D. That's me. There's yeah. no sweaty heavy D. <laughs> no. Oh man. Uh, wait. You say it if you got something. Say no, it. I'm just, I'm just sitting in the back. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking this idea of driving, coming in, coming in, coming in, willing to, willing to skin bleach his whole face, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and document the whole process. So he don't be sweaty, D, you know what I mean, on there. Come on, man. And then you go to dance steps, and you got to get the bag size, which is really funny because I'm think I'm blown away the fact that Heavy D, I never saw him sweat. Like Not you're that big, like I'm no. a. I'll just keep it real. It's hard to be fat as us and not sweat. It is like a miracle. Like one time I went to a taping for Guy Branham. That nigga, you could freeze meat in that studio. Mm, it was, it was, yeah. it was 35 degrees, and like, there was a side of Rocky beef. Like, like, so the fact that Heavy D didn't sweat, could dance, and had a fucked up eye. Motherfucker, I he had he had he had, come he, on man he had a fatty walk he had heavy up he had, he, had fatty. Yeah. it wasn't that it wasn't that milky was it, it was milky bro yeah I I thought he had more of a a music soul child going on I didn't know that it was a uh, that like fatty wops is a full like ain't nothing in that hole type oh no I'm not saying somebody shot him he did in the eye. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it was like that the D was for dope and it was a bad dope sure. deal. He got shot. No. Heavy yeah. D and he bagged so many back Veronica Webb. Yeah. Also, I don't know if this is true, but somebody said he owned, he went on a date with Howie Barry. What the fuck? I, Man, that's Naomi, amazing. Naomi Campbell. I, I don't doubt that for a second. I would have sex with Heavy D. That man he was, was smooth. He was smooth as smooth as goddamn fat silk. I don't know what, what, the, <laughs> what the equivalent is, but fat silk. The D was for dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. The D was for dick, dog. That's what he got signed. He signed his contract with his dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, heavy. <laughs> heavy dick. Yeah. Heavy, heavy dick. <laughs> You'll just write heavy dick here, here, and here, and HD yeah. on all these. <laughs> that was like the only rapper I saw grown black woman who didn't like rap. They liked heavy D. 
Yeah. Everybody likes Heavy D. And he was he was so fun, man. That was my favorite rapper growing up. Good I actor. Was like, this, good actor. This motherfucker gets it. Good he actor. Just, in yeah. life, in life, yeah. and no glasses. He had no glasses on in life. You barely knew who he was. He he really had it, man. Yeah, R.I.P. Well, we can't keep memorializing uh, Heavy D for the rest of this episode. <laughs> yeah, we, got other, Although, we got other fat rappers we can talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah, what what a fun journey to begin with, and we haven't even introduced our guest. He's he's a hilarious comedian. You've already heard his voice. You've and, and we haven't even introduced our co-host. I think. Uh, frankly, I think you were just confused and never, in fact, said your name. But I'm sorry, I'm. Oh, I'm, is it my turn? Yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm I'm Heavy D. <laughs> <laughs> the David Bory is silent. <laughs> no Avid Bory. It's just uh, Heavy D from now on. Heavy D. Somebody's got to pick up the mantle. It's like it's like how there's going to be a different Black Panther now, and you got to. You know, there's a there's yeah. a new heavy D in town and Yeah, there's a new heavy D in town. This one's boring and a girl. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, let's, no. do it. let's do it today. Oh no, we let's okay. We out All here. Right. Get those sound effects ready. We out of here, baby. <laughs> All right. I'll say this. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I am moving on. <laughs> I'll blow your goddamn head smooth off. <laughs> now, our guest today, hilarious comedian. We're so happy he's here. He has a, a podcast, a, a podcast that a returning podcast, if I'm understanding correctly, that is hilarious as fuck. You know him, you love him. It's it's called White Slavery. It's coming back out December 15th. Give it up for Kasim Bentley. Let's go. This is going to be epic, dog. <laughs> you understand? This is Kwanzaa come early. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, out here. I <laughs> love that. You're going to get 20 more downloads this one. You know what I mean? This, this <laughs> inmates are going to be listening on this one. You know what I mean? You hear that, David? We're doubling our downloads. This is very exciting. Kasim's here. Watch out. This American life. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're we're really excited you're here. You came. You you've been a fan of the show. I, I know you've you've watched a lot of it, or or rather listened to a bunch of the episodes. And you came to David specifically with a conspiracy theory that when he shared it with us, we were like, ah, hell yeah, we got to get Kasim on immediately because this is something at least personally I had never heard. Although. We've had weird debates about it in the past, but it was not something I'd ever heard genuinely pitched as like a a sincere argument. But more importantly, it's one that I think is going to bring uh, it's going to be spicy. It's going to be a spicy episode. You said my mama told me. Black crack addicts are more wild than white crack addicts. Yeah. Look, if you hate cops just because of <laughs> cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. <laughs> That's right. Now you say stuff. <laughs> hey, you know what? And it's a stupid-ass comment because crackheads don't have phones, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they do, they got an Obama phone that only lasts two weeks. You know what I mean? So <laughs> That's not his problem. Call a crackhead. You gotta find a crackhead's girl. The crackhead's girlfriend has the phone. You know what I mean? 
Or like their high-functioning brother and or sister. Oh, yeah. Or the guilty mom who feels like she was responsible while he's on the fucking pookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like he can't. He can't live in the house anymore, but he still uses my phone. Nah, he still. <laughs> if, if you can't find him on the phone, you can just go to his mama's basement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and just yeah, like, yeah. And There's yell, somebody you, worried about him. He needs a phone. Oh, you no. gotta give him your uh, phone. You guys just go find his case manager. You know what I mean? You'll find it. You'll, you'll, we'll work it out. You know. Yeah. Let me ask you this. <laughs> 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 Tell me specifically about this conspiracy All right, theory. Boom, where, boom. The, where does this come from? For okay, you? here's what happened. Here's what happened. When I yeah. was in 1995, uh, I don't know. I don't think Boy was alive in 95, but uh, but like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like a little baby in Africa, running around. Like I, I, was, I was, I was making phones, for my dude. <laughs> making phones, <laughs> making phones, getting diamonds out the diamond mine. You know, what I mean? he was sitting there he's taking photos of Sally Struthers. You know, what I mean? so he's sitting there. Oh no, <laughs> eating grains of bags of wheat. Right, so he's sitting there. <laughs> that came up an airplane, right? So he's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in. For, I'm I'm a I'm not a black studies minor, but I would take a lot of black studies, right? So I'm in this yeah. class about melanin because it was just like it was just it was just really interesting, right? So I'm in this class and I don't know the teacher's name, but she was one of them professors that like was mixed, but she looked like like she looked like that lady who recently lost. She's a Republican, but she's white. But she, we thought she was black. It, the story broke like a week or two ago. I don't even remember. Oh, oh, girl in Arizona, you mean? Yeah, she looked like Is her. Is that what but, we're like, talking about? Yeah, when they like when you do the way back photos and like the, her hair was like curly, but it was still kind of wavy white. Mm. And so when she let us know she was, she was one of them people that was like that kind of black, where she's like she don't, she looks kind of black, like a, like a hologram. She had this like racial hologram kind of look, right? <laughs> at one angle, she looked Puerto Rican. Other angle, she looked Filipino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then yeah. if you look at 60 degrees, she looked kind of against like a bleached out Nigerian. You know what I mean? So, I got you. so yeah. she hit us one day with this thing. I forget what the class was called. But the class was about melanin. But then when she hit us with this one thing, it was, it blew us all away because she had, she had brought up a video from this one professor. It was making all these waves uh, in the nineties about melanin. And she said that one of the problems that it has with melanin is that it has, it can attach itself to certain drugs, namely cocaine, because there are these, like there's certain bonding agents that will, that are, they're found. They were just discovered this that found in melanin. So meaning like the darker that you are, and also it had to do with your hair too. You know what I mean? So it would just, like, I don't know, like the more coarse or curly, whatever. But they said with melanin, they said that they found it, that the darker you were, right. Uh, and the darker, the darker the pigment, it would latch itself on and it had a hard time separating itself. So the guy was theorizing that is why you see he was making a move and trying to help making sure that black people should gain more, there should be more funding, there should be more attention, there should be more of a concern of getting black people off this. And he was trying to make sure that the people in the community understood, I mean, this um, terms of like drug treatment, you know, even to the government understanding that this, it's, it was this groundbreaking discovery. And when we heard it, you know, like when black people hear something so funny, niggas start running away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like on Def Comedy Jam when everyone's like, oh! Yeah. Right. It was like 80 of us in this class. It was all different types of black people. There was an old black lady. I think she was like 102. And it was like young people like me. And <laughs> we all went, we all had our hands in our head, our hands in our afros and our dreads. We was like, what? And she's like, yeah. That's why you, when you see it, it is harder for black people to get off drugs. And we all were just like frozen. 
And it was this one white dude in the class. I think he was taking copious notes. I know he worked for the government, right? He's like sitting there. <laughs> I, I know he worked for the CIA. It is like they found out, right? And that he never <laughs> came. He never came back to the class. That he came one more class. That nigga dipped out. He probably was like a senator somewhere, right? That's some shit. He's probably Gavin Newsom's daddy. He was just writing in a notebook. Gonna have to kill this light skinned bitch. And, uh, <laughs> yep, that'll do. <laughs> To the loo, boys. <laughs> but the teacher, I'm, I'm going to have to find her. I wish I would have found her today. That teacher, when she dropped it, nigga, she would have had a microphone. She would have been like Chappelle, just dropped it like, that's right, bitch. Ah, you know what I mean? It's like Chris Rock is dropping at the end of a set because she dropped a fucking bomb on us, bro. Okay, so, so she says this to yeah. you. Are you guys, it sounds like you guys are immediately bought in. You're not, you don't question this at all. You're not sitting there going. <laughs> there, was, there was a skeptic, kind of like boring, you know what I mean? Like, that, you know, like a real sellout motherfucker, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> a real, real fucking coon. <laughs> a Martin Luther coon. <laughs> used to be his name on AIM. <laughs> he, he didn't even, you know, because he was like a real, like, he. I think he was the only guy I had never met at the time that was like, I believe he was conservative. You, you know what I mean? You know, like how CNN mm. has like Andrew Lyon, Ryan, a bunch of other like angry, funny, light skinned black people on CNN. And there's always that one guy in a bow tie. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he was, old, he was like old Don Lemon type energy, if it sounds, you know, Don Lemon before, before the racial uprising. Don Lemon was real funny. You know what I mean? He was yeah. a real fucking weirdo. And then all of a sudden he like, got cool and gay out of nowhere. And it's like, nah, Don Lemon. No, no, no. I remember when you was out here sucking titties and, and telling black yeah. people to pull their pants he, up. He, you he was, was acting real different before. He was, uh, he was Don Lemonade. Yeah. He was the dry mix. You know what I mean? He was yeah, like, no. <laughs> we, remember, we remember who you were, Don Lemon. Pepper, Pepperidge Farms remembers, yeah, he was, you know? He, he was more Damien Lemon. You know what I mean? He was, yeah. like, he was out there, dog. So you hear this, you hear that that potentially uh, black crackheads are, are are more activated by crack than, right. than our white counterparts. Are you then uh, spreading this gospel? What's what's yes. your intent with this information? Are you then are you trying to like liberate crackheads? How do how do you well, how do you approach that, this? I was like Malcolm Two X, you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm Two X T shirt, dog. I was out there because I come from a provider family. Like my mom worked as a social worker, and she also worked in pregnancy prevention with teens. My father. He worked at juvenile, you know what I'm saying? And it gets in the community, mm. it was just normal for us to have these kinds of discussions. So I'm my third eye is way open. Visine, the whole nine. I got I got one Whoa. glasses right here, right here. I'm coming. I come home like, like, what a oh, mom. I was like, I heard this thing. And I, the teacher said today that, you know, melanin can bond itself to crack. And she's like, what? And, you know, my mom's busy doing some black mom stuff, you know, putting shit in her hair, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you know on, on the phone like this, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, she, she was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah. And she's like, that would explain Brother Ken. Brother Ken was this brother in our neighborhood that was in the nation. And he was, he was like off crack. 
I didn't know he was like, uh, he used to be a party. My mom called him party boys, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> my mom. Is that like a Red Fox record? Yeah. <laughs> my, my mom. My mom. <laughs> my mom. My mom. Party, the album's Party Boys, the first. <laughs> it's like the hot boys. The first, the first track is Wash Your Nuts. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine my, my mom, you know what I'm saying? My mom was super funny, like Red Fox. I can see my mom gonna be like, yeah, you gotta watch your nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking, that's a perfect Red Fox record. Mom, you wanna hear girl, a party My mom boy. always would tell jokes yeah. like, on a piano behind her. You know what I mean? <laughs> so my mom's light skinned mind is blown. You know what I'm saying? Then my parents are going through black divorce. So my dad lived downstairs, right? So my dad lives downstairs. Oh, no. My dad lived that's in That's like a sitcom. Yeah, that's, not, that's I, I, not an ideal setup. Oh, but but black divorce, I do. I've always, I've written shit about this, but like in where I'm, my neighborhood, there's a whole other thing. When I talk about it on stage or on podcasts, people kind of get what I'm saying. Like a lot of like people who came together and post like civil rights or post civil rights. And you learn after the afros turn to jerry curls, you know what I'm saying, and all that and shit. Like, I don't like this motherfucker. So, but you you come from the hood, you had enough money together to get a house, but then you want then you get divorced or you split up, and you don't want to move back to an apartment or the jacks. So, <laughs> if there's a room downstairs, daddy lived downstairs. Yeah, you know? no, it's resources. It's, we we invested our lives in each other. We right. gonna, we gonna ride this bad boy out, even if we ain't. We ain't together no more. Yeah, because my dad wanted to be a good black dad. You know what I mean? He was like a fat, furious yeah. Styles. You know what I mean? He was like, <laughs> so my dad would be downstairs looking like Jeru the Damager, right? He'd be downstairs <laughs> with like Chinese medicine balls and like <laughs> pictures of black leaders that always point at you like you did something wrong and shit, right? So, my, <laughs> so I go down my dad's room. My dad's learning how to make incense, right? <laughs> <laughs> And he was like frying fish and learning how to make incense at the same time, right? <laughs> he was sprinkling incense in the fish, right? So he's in there. I go, Dad, yo, I'm I'm like the town crier. I'm like, yo, did you know that crack can bond itself to the melanin? My dad's reading a book like How to Kill White People, Volume Two, or some shit, right? He puts, <laughs> my dad puts his book down. Good, good book. Not as good as the first one, but the audio book is, you know, the <laughs> audio book slapped. Audible took it down, but it slapped, though. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie posted it. You know what I mean? So it's in there. <laughs> so my dad takes his, like, prison librarian glasses off, right? And he goes, he goes, excuse me? <laughs> and my, when my dad said, excuse me, he knew I'm about, I said something that blew his mind. Because my dad was ultra black. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, my dad, my dad, no one was going to let him in the nation well, he was too fat to be the nation, right? But like, you know what I'm saying? But like, he was like, but my dad was like, what, what? He's like, this teacher, he's taught me, melanin bonds itself to these different agents and melanin. And my dad said, now when my, and my dad talked like this, he always put his, his three fingers together and he would talk like, wait, wait, no, 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 break this down to me. And I was like, yeah. And my dad said, I, I, I got I to gotta make some calls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I am not. And see, people listening think I'm lying. Did my dad, when he heard this, because my, my dad was a part of all these African groups, you know what I mean? Like, like all this shit. So my dad called his friend Wadada, and he was our local Rasta shop owner guy. He's like, what, brother, what, brother, 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 what are you doing right now? 
He's like, <laughs> he's like, and, and, and Madonna was one of them like rosters that like love being black but love white women even more. You know what I'm saying? So he was mm. sitting there and he's and he put him on speakerphone. He's like, hey, tell Madonna what you said. I said, and I'm like way far, I'm like 30 feet away. I'm like, he's like, greetings. Now tell me this information. I'm like, uh, crack can attach itself to melanin, and that's why the drug problem is so widespread in the black community. And he's like, ah. Ah, ah, that ain't interesting. Uh, what's about marijuana? <laughs> he, and she, I said, she didn't talk about that. Well, call me back when it should do. Talk about weed, right? <laughs> then I went oh, back man. to class and I was like, yeah, can I ask a question? For I'm first, I'm, I used to sit in the back like a loser, right? I was in the front. I needed to know more. I was like, hey, I was wondering, does weed attach itself to other drugs? And she said, that's a very good question. It, it, there are certain other properties. Now they're looking at cocaine, but there are things like, like things that are related to cocaine. Yes, but they have not found yet yet to attach itself to marijuana. But the properties of melanin, she, the guy she had been talking about said more than likely it should be able to put them to certain narcotics. So, but just going with the crack cocaine, it just fucked our old minds up. And for, for and the the professor was talking about like like how long it takes for like how long it usually takes for cocaine to get out of your system, you know, just generally, just out of your system, you know what I mean? And what the detrimental effects mm -hmm. are. But what happens when it bonds to your system is crazy. That's why it's funny when you see black people, like it 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 takes us much longer. But then the she had explained that the melanin also helps create some sort of barrier. So it doesn't really, it in some kind of way, it bonds it to you, but it doesn't, it's almost like me put uh, sunscreen on. You know what I mean? Like, I it, like me, okay, you know, like the sun penetrates. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, sorry. I probably didn't know it's boring. I didn't know there's just serious voice. Yeah, no, I know. It, yeah, the sun burns me, and uh, I'm not proud of oh, that. Oh, yeah, but, right. but, I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, but it gets me. Boring's, I, uh, Boring's Wesley number five on the darkest chart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it look like a, a handsome piece of bacon over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, creamy ass with a bacon. You and Tone Bell, you get sitting out there avoiding, you're standing there underneath the tree, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I like you, Langston. You just got that, you got that handsome civil rights face, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get, you get that. Look, man, I, I didn't love the Tone Bell comparisons either, so, hey, you know, uh, hey, man. I, I think, I think, Hey, we're all doing our best with what we got. You know, this is this is the face I'm stuck with. You, baby. you, Tony Yasser should make a singing group. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a good eye scar, but I'm a coward. So, so here I am. You know, I don't think you would do. I don't think that's enough. Oh, okay, I got you. I, I, I think need you something. need more than an eye scar. I need something dramatic to happen to me. Yeah, you need like a bad eye. You need a bad eye. Oh, I need ah. a happy day. Oh, you. <laughs> I need a heavy D. You need a heavy D. I think you no, you're more. You're big L. You're big L. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Langston Fat would still get so. Actually, Langston Fat would probably get more chicks. I mean, your wife. Your wife don't listen to this podcast, right? Uh, she doesn't. But but I I want to be clear with anybody who does. I'm not I'm not gonna be accused of adultery because Kasim's on the episode. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying I saw you on Ashley Madison, you know what I mean? So I, 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 I ain't gonna put you out there, there brother. I, 
I don't know what version of a world you've imagined where you show up and then I go, no, nah, my wife don't listen. Go ahead, Kasim. Tell everyone how I cheat on her. <laughs> I was wondering why you've been out back at all on the road. You know what I mean? <laughs> tell, tell the world how I'm constantly eating out strange. That, Girl, that's that's <laughs> what you would be doing. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know I'm not cheating. That, that's yeah. where my mind goes. I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta eat these ladies out. I, I mean, <laughs> hey man, I man, I was dude, I was mesmerized by you, dog. You was the oh, eyes, the eyes were twinkling, but also because you're a hot comic. You're like hot. Like most of our comics are ugly. They look like they should be on Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and here you are. Thanks, with, man. And then you was then you got all buff for the boys? Come on, nigga. Oh, it's, I assure you, it's back to normal, fellas. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we we could not have gone longer past the break than we ha- already have. Uh, we are going to take a break. We'll be back with more Kasim Bentley and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I don't give a fuck who say what, blood. On Crip. We are back <laughs> <laughs> on Crip with Kasim <laughs> Bentley talking about 
cocaine bonding to melanin. Yeah. Yeah. I think also, so. a lot of heavy D. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. The, there's a lot of shit going on. The theory is that, that cocaine and melanin have the potential to bond and subsequently, that is the the reason why our crackheads are so pronounced is because of the possibility that this crack is, I guess, lingering in the system longer than than it would be for the white counterparts. Is that all? Right. Yeah. I don't believe this one. You're not bought in at all. What? It, does, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that shit goes into your lungs and into your brain. What does that have to do with the melanin of your skin? Mm. Like... Like what? What is that? Like, you can't. You can't even take. I mean, I guess acid you can take through your skin, but like, it just, it just doesn't. It seems two very separate functions to me. Well, yeah. Okay, okay. And I looked up at a few articles, right? And there's a thing called BE. It's called benzo, benzoyl glyc, uh, benzo. Wait, benzo, benzoyl. Believe in yourself. You'll get it. <laughs> you know, you know it's bad. We gotta take a break. Brother, brother, sound it out. You you'll nail it. I'm sure of it. And I, and I you know, it's bad because I had to jumpstart my lips. I'm like, ben, ben, so like, I was like, I'm a teacher too. That's bad. I can't read like this. All right. Listen, you took a big swing. I don't yeah. say. Bory will tell you when I do research, I do not say the the chemicals because I don't know how to say no, the chemicals. No, he really doesn't. And you started off by being like, "It's a chemical called," and I was like, "Good luck, nigga." And and you still got a chance. I got a chance. If but you just believe. All y'all listen. I went to a state college. Don't fucking like, don't a commuter state college. Don't fuck with me. All right. I was an art major too, so I'm the dumbest fuck. Right. It's a. Uh, I'll spell it. Uh, oh. <laughs> B E N Z O Y L E C G O N I N E. Mm. Baloney. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first name. So, so they're saying these two elements are in melanin and in cocaine, right? And possibly other drugs, but let's say cocaine. So when it bonds together, it's like a link. It's like a Cuban link. It's like, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a mm. Ray Klaus first album. It's a Cuban link, right? So it's sitting there. It's like nothing stronger than cocaine and melanin links, right? So it bonds together. And so the more melanin you have, and the, I guess the more pigmented you are, it's and also like, also the quality, part I learned in the class, the quality, too, of the cocaine fuses together. And it's hard because... As it, like our whiter brothers, they don't have it, so it's easier for them to get off it. So it's just it's a bonding. It's like a, it's like basically it's like it's it's just like when like it's like when you make a chain link fence, as she was explaining. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So and so, but it but what happens is it it with more time it, with more time as the guy was explaining the teacher explaining it takes it will just take for it to say to uh, how would I say to erode? You know what I mean? And and also they also said I learned in the class it's about the health of the person who's ingesting the cocaine. So meaning like there's other there's other things involved. You know what I mean? I love that you you clearly have done some research or at least have gathered some research yeah. from from what this professor told you. Bori is not on board and so I did my own research. Okay. I think maybe this will be a good marrying of the two conversations and potentially clarifying. Maybe you will change your mind. Maybe Bori will change his mind. Maybe we'll both uh, or we'll, all of us will walk away uh, as ignorant as we were when we started this. She wanna fuck with the big. 
I love that. I need uh, you. On, I need you on my side because me and Boris' friendship is at risk right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Well, I I want you to still be friends, even if it means uh, you disagree nah, about dog. where crackheads come from. You know. <laughs> What you're referring to is something that in the science world is called melanin binding. That's a real, it is a real thing that you're describing of melanin binding. It basically means that drug distribution and retention in pigmented ocular tissues, thereby affecting drug response, duration of activity, and toxicity. So basically that like it has the ability to bind to melanin, not necessarily, in, at least in this description, in skin, but specifically in like the ocular tissues and in hair. And then subsequently, it makes the retention of said like drugs last longer and also potentially leads to toxicity because of how long it holds on to the, the drug, that it basically be, will poison that space faster because of it holding on to the drug more, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. It's also too like when you learn it, and I work, I I work a lot as a case manager or a social worker's assistant. So you work with people who are you know in risk, right? And so I'd work in like you know I worked at Walden House, which is a drug rehab center in uh in in San Francisco, and I've worked at I've worked at all like a lot of major. Salvation Army, uh, worked for ECS, all that stuff. And so I would just, after learning that and just being a young person working as a provider, it just blew my mind. Cause I, when I would work at a, when I worked at Walden House, I noticed I would see black people come in, right, for like a detox and it would just take them so much longer. And when I would go to NA meetings, right, and I would just like sit there and watch, you know, I would tear people's testimonials and I would just see so many black people. Now, this has nothing to do with totally the science, but when I listen to people's testimonials about how hard it was for them to detach themselves from drugs, a lot of them felt like I counted, not, not there's a list, but I, I always would make notice of people talking about how hard they felt it was to just the craving, you know what I mean, or how high their high was. And I noticed that darker people, they had, they just had, they would just talk about, you know, cause black dope fiends, when they get off dope and they find Jesus, they'll tell you some stories like, man, I was high. I was, man, I was, I was at a, I got high. I was high for four days. I was just listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, was some shit, right? And then you would listen to white people and it would just seem like, it was like, they just, it was as long as a music festival. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh. Yeah. I, so I think what is worth clarifying inside of this is that at least based off of the research that I found, there aren't a lot of studies that I saw. And granted, I didn't finish reading a lot of these motherfuckers because they're <laughs> like 85 pages with very dense science talk. But they largely deal with melanin retention in hair follicles and in pupils. So they're not necessarily saying that that same retention is affecting people of different races or people of different like uh, uh, skin tones, right? That doesn't mean that it isn't happening, yeah. but it is saying that like a lot of the studies are not specifically being like, yo, this is a racial issue as much as they're saying a motherfucker with black hair is more likely to have crack in their hair longer than a person with, with blonde hair. So we uh so there was not there haven't been a lot of studies about the effects of cocaine on white people. I wonder why. <laughs> okay. Brother. I, I can tell by your intonation that uh 
that you you're being a hotep now, and and I'm listening. Nigga, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> wait, brother. I'm a go tep. I go to the information, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's cool, motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing about that. I'm Crackmaster Flex. You know what I mean? I'm over here. Now I will say, in, in some ways, I do agree that, like, you know, whatever. Even if uh, we we sort of like are are being generous in this, mm-hmm. there there is a real potential benefit in not clarifying this issue for everybody, right? That, like, to tell a bunch of Black people that drugs, and specifically, I know we're talking about crack and cocaine inside of this, but these studies are not saying it's strictly crack and cocaine. There are other, like, prescribed medications, all kinds of medications that are retained inside the pupils and and hair follicles, which means there's also a possibility, if this information is true, that Black skin is retaining it more than than its counterparts that they are needing to prescribe medications differently to black people than they have been in the past that like this egalitarian everybody gets the same thing whatever whatever isn't probably real and also would then open a bunch of people up for malpractices and misbehaviors that aren't being addressed because you're just assigning black people the same shit as white people i mean partially though Retention is not the same as intoxication, right? No, it so is if not. It's, yeah. So if it's staying in your system longer, wh- what does that have to do with like the length of time intoxicated or like it just sounds like it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like some people have, have weed in their system longer. Like, does that lead to like, to me, it doesn't seem like that would lead to like higher levels of addiction. No, I think what they're saying is that it it does it does control more how it processes through your body. So like there there I think the suggestion at least is that people with the darker melanated hair or pupils will likely have less of the drug in their system over a longer period of time because what they're saying is like the melanin holds a bunch of it but doesn't and then releases it slowly over a longer period as opposed to sort of like this instantaneous release that you would see in white people who do the drug. And it, it would make sense, David, because they ever seen old black dope fiends? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it take a long time to fuck our shit up. You know? That's, yeah, but they, they do seem like it's like, it's like that guy from the Lord of the Rings with the ring where it gives him unnaturally long life. Ooh, I don't, I don't, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't speak nerd, nigga. You know what I mean? So I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm out here fucking. You know what I mean? I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. It's, I don't know all that blend cell shit you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I'm out, I'm, 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 Yo, I'm, 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 I'm out in these streets. You know what I mean? I don't know about Yo. that. Listen, I'm happy that didn't happen to me. That was yeah. devastating. That was a really rough one on <laughs> you. You know what I'm saying? God, you know who you, you know who you booked. You know who you booked. You know what I mean? What the fuck? That's never happened to me. Nobody's hurting me before. <laughs> hey, nigga, I'm trying to keep you Don't right. Where is it? <laughs> hey, oh, whoa! Man. But you, we seen black dope. We seen black dope fiends. We see when they get old how how they old they look, man. You know what I'm saying? They look bad in the end. It take a long time, but yeah. it take a long time. It's like get it's like it's like you know when like you know crack when, is the only thing that makes it crack. Yeah. Yeah. That and white women. I, I think I think <laughs> they both white. They both white and expensive though. You know what I'm saying? 
again, not, you're not going to get me in that trap. But no. but I think I think one of the things that it did make me think about as as I was sort of thinking about the possibility that this is a hidden secret, right? That at, in a world where it does sort of it is retained in melanin similar to what's being described, what it makes me think of is how untrusting that would make me feel of a white doctor now prescribing me medication because it's not just a question of like, oh, are you practicing for for understanding my body? But it's also you have to have a sensitivity to to my race, to my skin tone, to all these things that I just don't know that I could trust a white doctor to have, right? Like right. I know they cannot, you, you can train yourself to not hate black people, but to know the differences between my version of black versus Kasim's versus Boris is a much messier ask for a, a non-melanated person. You know what I mean? Right. And you can also see in the writing and about the journals that have been written about melanin, it's, you know, I guess in its relationship with, uh, you know, with drugs. A lot of them have been, you know, it's it's been a lot of black people writing about it. You know what I mean? So like, I think there is something there. And I and I thought, you know, from working in this field, I've talked to different people working, re, you know, black people who work in rehabilitation and about this idea of like, you know, about the effects of cocaine on on like melanated people. You know, with you know the hair and the skin and everything. And it, I I think on a guttural level, it does feel like many of them. I, I think many of them could say can agree there is there has to be some sort of relationship. Because well, this one drug counselor had man told me, and this one I went to this one workshop, but this drug one workshop, we were just chopping it up, and he just felt like beyond science, just about his observations, he just had seen so many black people come back to drugs, and also too, it's just the fact of like, the longer someone stayed out or off drugs, the chances were lower. But if people were like just came back there for a few months of being off drugs, it just, after a while, it just became a part of their life. And I asked them, like, do you think it's, like, high, more people who are more melanated? What do you, who do you see? Do you see more darker-skinned people? Do you see more people with this type of hair type? You see that? And a lot of them agree they just started seeing, yeah, darker people. He's like, those darkies love smoking crack. <laughs> 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 they can't get enough of it with the big lips. And and Kasim was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I learned. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, you know, drugs is bad when the in the in the in the hood when they start making flavored cocaine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Well, I do think I want to make sure that we're being responsible about this. I think that that <laughs> while while I am always happy to entertain the argument, right, that this is this is possibly true, I think it would be unfair not to mention that so much of what you're also describing is rooted in culture. It's rooted in resources and and sort of like these outside influences that have nothing to do with the lingering crack in our system and more to do with like if you ain't got no money and you ain't got no shit and you can't really get your life together crack is always gonna seem much more delicious than when you can i don't like using that word i don't like you using that word i ain't never had it it might be yummy i don't know (laughs) i ain't never had it but the fact when i found out they made in new york they got different flavor crack you know what i mean like strawberry cocaine. Like, yeah. like, I'm telling you, man, we innovate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we, if we really, pretty soon it's going to be like red velvet cocaine, you know what I'm saying? And well, Bori, I I I do want to hear your thoughts on this because you we weirdly on pause with Sam J, and you'll remember this conversation. I think you did an episode where you got into a very lengthy argument with Sam about the possibility that once a black person does crack, they are eventually a crackhead. There is no way for us to do crack once without right. becoming crackheads. And you were very adamant against that. You you said no. As a as a man who's done it, I've I can tell you you can come back. Yeah, I <laughs> damn. We're just gonna on on the my mom was used to this, man. Uh, <laughs> she didn't watch HBO? What is no, that man. Oh, I'm sorry. Pa- All right, we'll cut it. My <laughs> hey, hey, man, you, you did it. You like, you like a black male Oprah. You did it once and look, your life got better. Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it wasn't even... Yeah, man, I just don't... I also, if it's... How come there's not crack problems in other parts of the world like that? Like, I don't know any African crackheads. Like, that bad? I don't know about African crackheads. I mean, you know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure they got crack. That's the darkest. Those are the, that's the most melanin. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it started. Yep. I, I'd say that. That's in India, but they're not going to admit it. So, I love uh, that you're taking crack to your roots. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, I love that you're like revolutionary for crack. You know what I mean? We started this, bro. No, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I, 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 yeah, I smoke crack. I didn't even particularly like it. 
Mm. Like, like, you, I, you need it at a balanced meal? <laughs> what was going on? Yeah, well, it wasn't the strawberry. I just got rid of it. I got diet. Because he was like, oh, plain. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. This is nasty. You, gotta, you, had, you, had, some, you had organic crack? <laughs> yeah, I put some hot sauce on it. It was like, uh, no, man. Flaming hot crack? <laughs> no, and I'm dark as fuck. And the guy in... The whole situation that I was in leading me to do it was a friend had been doing it, and he was a crackhead, and he is is light as Langston. Mm. We're already upside down. Mm. Well, I will say that that while I am very light, <laughs> while I am very light, I do possess melanin, whereas I think the suggestion would be the unmelanated people versus melanated, and, and it gets more extreme as you go along, not necessarily that no light-skinned person can be a crackhead. We we can be whatever we want to be, is what I've always said. Yeah, everybody knows that. Great. <laughs> now, now you want to be crackheads? You're taking that from us, too? I think it looks pretty cool, and I want to see what y'all are up to. Langston, Langston <laughs> Don't light. say y'all. I'm not a crackhead. Langston, Langston light, but his dick is dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Who told you? Come on. Heavy dick. Like... I like that more. You really are being this contrary. Like you really don't think. Like you know what I'm saying. I just, man, I think that I think that drug. I, I just have known so many drug addicts of lots of races, and I think drug addiction is like so many factors outside of just black people aren't crackheads just because we're black. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. When you put it that way, it does it sound, sound insane. Yeah, it sounds stupid as fuck. What are you talking about? There was a heroin <laughs> epidemic before that that ran through the black community as well. So is it the same for heroin? Like I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's racial based. I think it's all situational. Mm. So you think you think the external factors are much more of a a influence than anything that could be happening in our chemistry? Way, way, way more. And Kasim, uh, I'm just gonna play moderator at this point. You're yeah, <laughs> you look you look as if you have an argument back. No, yeah, because I want to. I'd love to hear. He's making Go me ahead. so angry. I just want to punch my fist through this like screen. Well, you're only hurting yourself, crackhead. So calm down <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and you let's, really let's you focus on real, the debate. You're getting real liberal <laughs> calling people shit right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all cracker. He's all cracker jack colored ass nigga on talking some shit. Yeah. Bro, he he's doing what he does loves to do best. Watch the darkies fight. Oh. Look at him back here. Look at oh, him. Oh, you don't know my porn searches. <laughs> well, you do now. Yeah, now I do. <laughs> He's on Pornhub looking for Darkies fight. <laughs> Darkies wrestle till it changes. <laughs> I'm gonna wrestle you light. Yeah. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, 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 let's get back. Let's get back. I'm gonna power bomb the black coffee. Okay, please. Here's, here's what I'm thinking about this. Okay? okay, being the fact that they found a bonding agent. And even though there is a number of articles that suggest there is a likelihood of this, right? And also looking at how there's so many articles that talk about how the government, like the government, has manipulated crack. And understanding one guy I saw talked about like how you could prop that that bonding agent within like you know they manipulate drugs for certain you know for certain people so you know to make more money whatever. 
why is it impossible to think that they would do that, manipulate this so black people can become addicted to crack? You know what I mean? There could be a put an agenda, brethren. You know what I'm saying? I think crack was made. I don't think that it was. I think it was given to the black community because of external factors could lead to drug. I don't think it was like. I don't think they literally were like, "This is this is going to get those blacks." Like there, there wasn't a scientist. You don't. It was you just, don't. You don't subscribe to the the Ronald Reagan sitting in a lab conspiracy. Everything but the lab. Chemicals. I got you. Everything but everything but the lab. I I Ronald did it, but Ronald wasn't a part of the the sort of mixing of it. David, David, how you gonna really, brother? You gonna be on here on Al Gore's internet, and you gonna be sitting here (laughs) and saying that's your problem right there. You believe Al Gore made the internet? Me, Spike Lee. I know Spike Lee made the internet. (laughs) (laughs) You really mean a a Jackson? No, but listen, because I don't want it twisted. I think it was conspiratorial i do believe that i just don't i don't think that they were like melanin okay so then we take the melanin you know what we do we take this cocaine we put a little baking powder in there and then they'll go no like it does i'm saying they discovered that later like let's say there's a oh they discovered that that you think after they gave it to black people yeah then they retroactive Oh, that it's I like, could believe. It's like a Popeye's chicken sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it's like that's that's far more. Yeah, reasonable. I I will say that that I always have trouble with conspiracies that that give the government too much credit in in terms of their know how and and skill set. And I, it's much easier to believe that like, oh, they did some shit and accidentally killed some people. They were like, hey, y'all want to keep killing some people? And they're like, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that seems that's cool. That's what I'm saying. I could I could kill some more people. That's what I'm saying. This one is just too, it feels too specific to me. Mm. You sound sad when you say that, bro. I know you don't believe what you're saying. <laughs> I want to believe. I want to believe. Oh, brother, why you don't you believe, bro? What the fuck, bro? I'm getting all tired of this shit. <laughs> tired of this podcast. You sitting here, Langston trying to give his light skin truth. You sitting up here, sound like a black Republican wearing your shirt button all high. And I got to be up here. I got invited on this bullshit ass podcast trying to wake your fucking dirty ass third eye up. I don't need this shit. You see the fuck I'm living? I don't need to be doing this shit. Uh, you, do. you do you do you're in the way you, way right now you need this yeah yeah you're in it i'm, I'm, I'm in right now i'm on right now brother what the fuck are you talking about i'm on strawberry cocaine <laughs> talking about this shit so let me let me ask you this because because i want to be clear again None of the articles that I read, and even the, there were a bunch of articles that did attempt to briefly address the racial element of it all, yeah. but a lot of them sort of like said very specifically that race sort of was a neutral agent in all of this, that it wasn't, they did not believe that statistically they could prove that black people were more addicted to cocaine or, or cocaine right. uh, held on longer than than white people. That said... Do you feel like this is just like what are we meant to do with this news, Kasim? Okay. I, I truly like. Is this a hopeful thing for you? Is this a thing where you're like niggas are gonna die and that just is what it is? Like, what do you? What can we do with this? Okay, so that's I'm glad you said it, Langston, 
Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if nothing, I just want to help the community. No, that's I, I see it, man. I, I, see, I can see by Yeah, man. God damn it, boy. Uh, it's like, I said it. Man. Hey, brother. <laughs> your beard don't even connect. I know you don't believe in what I'm saying, brother. You, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't connect. You can't connect it together, brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's connecting. All right. Whatever. Oh, it's yeah, connected. Yeah. It's All pretty. Right. All right. He got it. Working on that. He got it. Six summers. <laughs> Bro, here's what I'm talking about. Because I've worked as a provider, it's like when you talk to people, especially in the black holistic health, people in blood and drug rehab, the idea is like this. The it, the way it can work from the top down to all the way down to like the ground floor or the people who are like on the front lines is that it seems it would think like who is the you know when you look at all you see there's so many there are there are tons of black people right on on addicted to drugs right and when you look at like and trying to improve our communities we have a lot of people who are making inverse choices my drugs right so looking at the fact that when I talk to some black people about this is like. There is a there is a growing number of black people, at least I talk to, who would like to start focusing, have a more, have a, a stronger focus on talking to black people about what it is about, why is it that we have a high rate of recidivism or we have a high rate of entry into drug programs, and what is it about, why is it we're able, to, why is it that we're having a hard time shaking this, and with that, some people have told me it is something that they can't feel like. They can talk about this with the, uh, you know, <laughs> the masses. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And mm. and so it has to be more further research because there's just a lack of understanding. But it's also too is that we they need more black people that have that have to be talking about this because it's sin, strength in numbers. So you understanding to make this concern, right? To make this to make the argument to get more uh, to to have more uh, discussion about it because it's just too consistent. If, if it was like one or two articles every ten years or something like that, but it's something that many people could. It's it's every year there's an article more multiple articles talking about this. So if I'm I, if I'm hearing you correctly, I think it sounds like. Like you would love for this to to get to the point where action has to be taken yeah. because this is too large of a concern, whereas right now we don't even know to have the conversation and therefore are not the the conversation is not being had. Yeah, because it's like we're we're we're, we're hitting our head, we're hitting our head against the wall all the time. And when you're on the front lines and you're seeing all these black people and it's just increasing numbers. Dude, I live in San Francisco, where it's like it's like 20 black people here and 14 on drugs. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm tired of seeing the same 14 motherfuckers on drugs and a hard time. So there has to be the discussion. Also, too, on a just on a gutter level, black crackheads are annoying. I'm tired of seeing this shit, dog. You know what I'm saying? Wearing the same Jordan 3s, running around, dancing, picking their feet, going crazy, making white people happy, doing all type of shit. We need to get these black people on drugs and get these white people on drugs, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm. See, that's the first thing I agreed with. That <laughs> I'm saying, for all you drug dealers listening to this podcast, sell drugs to white people, dog. You know what I'm saying? Get these future. And I ain't playing, nigga. <laughs> Here's what I'll tell you. I don't know how you knew who our sponsors were this episode, but it is drug dealers selling to white people. That is... <laughs> that's... That's we actually brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> but honestly, they're just see because we're running, we're run, I mean, it's just the fact that like when I talk to providers and I talk to drug counselors, black ones, it's just the fact that there it is plausible to think there has to be something biological that why, you know, especially with you know with this when when it was discovered. And it because once again, it's just that 
you hear the testimonials of African Americans on drugs, and it's just the fact that they, they it's they just can't understand how they can't shake it. You know what I mean? And they've, and they've tested about the effects. That's of- actually a pretty compelling argument. Well, yeah. here's what I'll say. I I was yeah. having a yeah. I was having a conversation with a cousin this past weekend who works in sort of like medical health, specifically in helping people kick their drug habits or at least figure out ways to find solutions inside of those drug habits, be that giving them a clean equipment and and paraphernalia for drugs uh, or even giving them a small manageable enough dose of the drug that they're doing. And one of the things that it sort of ultimately landed on was the argument that in truth, we should be legalizing all of these things in part because people are more likely to do a manageable amount of the drug if it's legal and street safe and clean, as opposed to if it's like, oh, I got to do a fuck ton right now because I don't know when I'm going to get my hands on this shit again. If this is like something I have to work hard for to access, then I'm going to do too much of it and likely hurt myself. Whereas if you just make the shit legal, motherfuckers are going to do the exact melanin amount that they need and avoid the overdoses, avoid sort of the crackhead ish behavior that you might see when it's illegal. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we need to put crack out there for, I don't know. That scares me the most. I don't, don't want to crack the dispensary. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I don't want to see Jim. I don't want to see Jim Jones from Dipset having his own kind of crack. You know what I mean? I don't like. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'm out here. Dog. It's like crack set. You know. What I, mean? I think you're gonna see much, much more functional crackheads than what we've seen. No, dog. I think it's not. <laughs> It's not just going to be a crackhead mowing your lawn. It's going to be a crackhead with a lawn mowing business. And that's I don't think that that's the difference. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 like, they're going to be coming, like, Madam C.J. Walker. And, like, yeah. And, like, the, the famous name is the nigga that made the super soaker and all that shit. I fully, and I can fully see it. I see a crackhead being, like, I invented the hot comb. And we're like, hey, man, we already did that. And he's like, nah, I, I did it again. You know, how they have, you know how they have the NAACP Image Awards and they always honor like a black person doing something really major. And you're like, yeah. hi, I'm Don Cheadle. And today we're, we're, we're honoring <laughs> Courtney Bang Bang Johnson. You know what I mean? He, yeah. <laughs> he revolutionized crack pipes. Like, like, yeah. So, man, I don't. I, don't I think, think you guys are not believing like in the in the potential of, of the humans we're okay, talking brother, about. I got a, I got a this is a crazy episode. You're talking about legal crack right now. <laughs> What's happening? Not just crack. I'm wait, talking about all the drugs. Wait, brother. All right, I already. Hey, we all we all in some form of Hollywood. I'm on the lowest end. I already got a, I already got a pitch ready. Crack to the future. Okay. Crack to the future. All right. You know what I'm all right. Like it's it. a catchy title. G- g- tell me the characters. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm sitting. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You know how these, you know how you in them pitch meetings next to the water and all that kind of shit. And you're like, so, all right, check it, right? It's like The Wire meets Back to the Future, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Marty McFly, played by DC Youngfly. You know what I'm saying? He oh, come no. up with some old nigga, idea. right? Old, old nigga, old drug nigga, right? Comes up. With this new form of crack, it's a new kind of crack that can propel, that lengthens your life. You know what I'm mm. saying? Right? Right? Mm. Like, it is, and it's probably some kind of crack that can, right? I figure like this, you know what I'm saying? I don't like, man. <laughs> man. 
I don't. I hate that I have to be the one to say this. Crack is bad. It's so so bad. I don't think any of the arguments for legalization are suggesting that it isn't bad. I you're, don't. You're I think making, you're making I it think sound you're great. Really you're missing like, the you point. You just said you just said smoke crack and start a business. <laughs> you're like. Eat. It's like it's not it's not a fucking I'm saying if it's not a smoke crack, class. I'm saying if you smoke crack, you can still start a business. I think that's closer to, to my vision for the America we live in. I think I have an idea how we gotta get on a marketing campaign to make sure that you know like crack is whack. You know what I'm saying? We gotta get them crack mm-hmm. is, we gotta get the crack is whack shirts back out. You know what I'm saying? Remember them Bart Everybody system? knows crack is yeah. bad. This is this is crazy. Uh, what's happening? But see, I think you're missing it. I think it's it's crack is whack. If it's illegal, let's make it legal so it can be fun again. That should all be on so the you shirt. Can wait, start wait. a business. <laughs> wait, wait, let's make let's make crack fun again. <laughs> so, so what are we gonna get Supreme behind it or something? What are we gonna do? We got we got we're gonna do like a two for one. So we doing a, we gonna do a crack Friday deals and shit. What are we doing? I huh? think that I. Listen, it sounds like you're on the marketing team already. I I think there are there's a lot of potential for drug legalization that that uh, Boy doesn't crack. see. Langston, it can't be Big L. It can't be crack. We we're talking about crack. We can't have Dad crack running around here. You know what I'm saying? And like other kind Boy, of- you you've made it past the hump. If we're talking about crack, then let's let's open our our hearts to what crack can be. You're a hero. I made it past the hump. Through the blessings of God. <laughs> Through the blessings of God. I'm starting to think about this. No. <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, wait, wait. Open your mind, brother. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on now. Now, we always talk about black business. You know what I'm saying? Revitalizing the community. Investing in the community. And what's bigger, what's the biggest industry in the black community? Drugs. Hair care products. Mm-hmm. But I think both are correct. I don't know. Well, brother, let's put the crack in the hair care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. mean, you can only do that if it's legal. You you can only all, none of those businesses can be imagined until it's legal for everybody. Wait, wait. I think you might be. You. I think you really onto some here, Langston. We yeah, I have no angel. doubt, Kasim. I I I know this. This is perfect logic. <laughs> Yo, I'm about to do this. I'm about to be the. I'm. <laughs> I'm about to figure this out. You're about to legalize crack? I'm about to go on Earn Your Leisure and try to figure this out. Or like, or get like Dame Dash, figure out some angel investors to get, make it like the legalized crack. Because they legalize mushrooms, they legalize this. So crack would, in some kind of way, that would probably be on the, ch- on the, on the, that would be out there. Is there a way we can do this to legalize crack? Like a, like a healthier way of smoking crack? I I believe in you, and I will vote uh, in your favor if if you're on the docket. If if this ends up being Ooh, the thing that you ba- you basic, champion, basically I'm gonna be Herschel Walker meets Marion Barry. Right? Yeah. Hey, brother, that's your problem, <laughs> not mine. I'm Herschel Barry. I'm Herschel Barry out here. <laughs> They're gonna catch me in hotel rooms, <laughs> but I'll just blame it on CTE. You know what I mean? It's what? Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, Kasim, I think I think we've we covered this. I, I Bori, I'm not sure if you feel as satisfied as you would like. You seem disappointed with the way that this is. Because Bori smoked crack. Bori smoked crack, <laughs> and he still smoked crack. That's why he moved to Denver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had a whole operation of it. Brother, listen. 
the heavy D, heavy Denver. I I didn't want this to end with us being like, let's legalize crack. Well, I don't think it's a let's uh, or us as much as it is me and half of Kasim are now playing this game, and you're you're a hard no on it. So so it's up for grabs, <laughs> listeners at home. If whoever seems more reasonable to you, you go with it. I don't know. We're not. This is not for us to decide. We're not gonna. Besides Kasim, we're not gonna campaign for it either way. No, hey. no, no, no. Hey man, Christmas is coming up. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> <laughs> get get that get your lady that fine crack rock that you've been eyeballing outside the Macy's window. Every kiss begins with crack. You know what I'm saying? Don't get her that Telfar bag. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> get her that other There's a gentle <laughs> There's a gentleman in the Macy's bathroom if you knock a certain way. And- and he'll he'll get you exactly what your lady needs. Oh man! <laughs> Kasim, could you tell the people at home where the where they can find you and what cool shit you have going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, okay. So you can find me on all social media, Kasim Bentley. All right, as K A S E E M B E N T L E Y. You can also find White Slavery. Uh, podcast on all your streaming devices and whatnot. And yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Hit me on that cash app. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, never, right. you never hear the cash. Yo, that shit works. <laughs> Hit me and Kasim Belly on the cash app. Brother, I'm selling crack now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, follow Kasim and then hit him on that cash app because he's selling crack. And uh, Bori, where can they find you? Labeled under sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> cool guy jokes eighty seven on Instagram, December twenty second through twenty fifth. If you're in Las Vegas, I'm gonna be at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club <laughs> selling crack. <laughs> so. Yeah, he'd be so lucky to sell crack at the Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. I- <laughs> Some crab legs I stole from the buffet. That's my merch. You always sound so sad when you talk about your dates. I don't know what the fuck. Are you out here, dude? I am out here. No, I think he. I think there's only certain dates where he sounds sad, and I think that Vegas one always hits him a very specific way. Yeah. But but I want to uh, be in here. I, I can't be out here anymore. I, please go follow Bory and and go see him at the Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, and as always. <laughs> You can follow me at Langston Kerman. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have your own conspiracy theories, your own drops, if you have a solution for our struggling black crackheads, please send those theories to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And that's about it. Bye, bitch. And I ain't playing, nigga. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.